welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Bowles, and with me is who? Bob Hassan. My friend, Bob Hassan. <laughs> hey, we have Sherry Ward on the show today, and she's amazing. She runs the uh, Square Tree Publishing, and she also hosts a podcast called the Wilderness Season Podcast. She's had 25 years of experience as a professor and educator, and she brings a lot of perspective into her writing and publishing through that. Uh, you're going to love her. She's been featured all over the place on the Home Family Show, Good Morning America, and all through the world. So you're going to love hearing from her. Before we get there, Bob, I thought it'd be good because she has a whole podcast on exploring the wilderness seasons of life. Like, what would you say to somebody who says, I'm a business person, my business has been going through its worst wilderness ever? Well, I would say in the short term, prepare for a lot of pain. But oh. in the long term, um, you're going to learn lessons now that are invaluable. In the short term, surround yourself with friends and people who believe in you. Surround yourself with people who will pray for you and don't isolate. Uh, a lot of times, Sean, you and I see people, you're kind of like, where'd they go? And they're going through really hard times, wilderness seasons, so and they isolate. And, you know, hopefully they have friends who will go get them, go knock on their door, go pull them out and say, come on, let's, 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 let us be with you in these, in these situations. I was with a, a business coach back in the nineties and he, he was a great man and um, kind of took a lot of people through their journey. And at one point we sat down with a young group of people who were all young business leaders. And one of them said, I'm going through a wilderness. And what do I do about it? And he said, well, is it a wilderness because you disobeyed God like children of Israel or is it a wilderness like Jesus where God's inviting you to know him and know, know the father more, know the kingdom more. It was really an interesting perspective. And, and the guy said, actually, I think it is because of disobedience. They said, well, the good thing is that God will not allow you to reap everything you've sown, but there's a process to get you out of that kind of hole, so to speak, that you're going to have to walk through with the Lord and he's faithful. And so it's just one of those interesting perspectives, like kind of like doing kind of a self intake of, did I do something to put myself in this position or is this something that I'm going through to mature and to go through kind of a Hebrews 12 experience of the Lord strengthens our weak places or weak knees because he calls us sons and daughters. So I think it's an interesting point. I know I've gone through probably a little bit of both of those in my lifetime and uh, neither one of them is fun. That's an interesting perspective. I mean, I, it takes honesty to look introspectively at ourselves and say, did uh, this, mis did I make a mistake? Did I yeah. make a wrong decision? Was I out of God's will? And God rescues us from all of it, but it, but it is an interesting thought. Um, and it takes mature people to look introspectively at kind of what's happening to their life. Well, it seems like people are either imbalanced or they're, they're like, everything's my fault or nothing's my fault. So to be able to be that mature person to say, you know, I can take responsibility for this and this and this. I always laugh because if somebody comes up and asks me in a prayer line, like, hey, could you pray for me? We're going through a wilderness and Job is my favorite book right now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're reading Job? Almost like you want to run away from that scenario. Right. But the reality is that if people are going to identify that they're going through a wilderness, there's a lot of benefits of what happens in the wilderness that doesn't happen in any other kind of season in your life. And so I think like 
you know, don't camp there, but, but milk it for all it's worth. Right. I, Accounted all blessings for the fiery trials that I'm taking you through for the what <laughs> perfection of your faith. I know that the most I've learned in my life are, are the mistakes that I've made and what God's brought me through. Well, I love that. And you share those mistakes freely and we all learn from them. So thank you for doing that. Well, we have Sherry Ward on the show. And so we're going to get right to or You don't want to miss this. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transiting God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Today on Exploring the Marketplace, we have Sherry Ward. Sherry, we're so excited to talk to you today, especially because of your background in just the, the publishing market, which is one of those changing markets in a major way right now that Bob and I are both experiencing as we're writing a book together on this very subject of marketplace. So welcome. Welcome, hey, Sherry. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Oh, it's so good. And your story is just amazing. So I can't wait for our listeners to hear just some of the story, if you can unpack it for us. Bob, where are we starting first? Well, I think we should start at one of her marketplace miracles. I mean, I just think we should go there first. Tell us about what you do and tell us about a miracle that happened. What I do is I own a publishing house. And when I first started out, I was getting all sorts of different authors come to me. And our tagline is your message matters. And some of the messages that were coming to me were not things that I could support or really amplify. And so I asked God one day, I was at a church meeting at night. And I asked him, I said, God, whose message matters to you? And who am I to come alongside and champion their message? Wow. Because just because their message matters, I may not be the go-to girl for that. And so he immediately pointed out this young, um, smaller framed Asian gal named Sherry Ho and said, tell her story. Her story matters. Mm. And so I knew I had my marching orders to tell her story. And I walked up to her randomly because she was there as a guest and she was a survivor of human trafficking and it was labor traffic. She was somebody's personal um, house slave. And I said, hi, I'm Sherry. And she goes, hi, I'm Sherry. And we proceeded to start a friendship. And uh, about a year later, it took me to gain her trust as a survivor um, to champion her message, but I knew that I had marching orders from the Lord. And so that's how it all started. And four years later, my content editor was the author of the book and she interviewed 50 people Mm. in four years. And she's like, I have to go to Taiwan. I want to get the culture right in the book. And I have to be boots on the ground in Taiwan. And I go, that's great. I said, you go, I'll, I'll, I'll pay your ticket and you and Sherry can go and we'll get a translator. She's like, no, 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 you need to go. And I said, no, I, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. I don't need to go. And she's like, no, no, you need to go. So lo and behold, I ended up going and 
what our goal and objective was is I kept joking the whole time. I kept going, we're on a Darren Wilson God adventure. Right. And little did I realize we really were because we made no plans. We flew into country and we knew where we were staying. We knew what cities we were in, but we had no appointments lined up, no agenda. It was, it was like, okay, we're boots on the ground with four people that I'm leading and I'm going, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> that makes me nervous just listening to this, just FYI. <laughs> makes okay. me <laughs> And uh, so my, I had my interpreter reach out to some publishing houses. And there was one in particular I really wanted to go after because they're doing cutting edge things in Asia and talking about kind of taboo topics. And I thought, oh, I want them. And God, you've made me all these promises about how big this is going to be and that kind of thing. And lo and behold, we had a Christian company that reached back out to us and said, hey, you can have five minutes with the secretary and that's all we're giving you. We're like, we'll take it. We'll take it. So we walk in and immediately we all felt at home and they ushered us right into the president's office. And we sat there and it was very, um, I did my homework on the Asian community and how to present your business card and bow. And, you know, I had my black suit on, he had his black suit on, you know, older gentleman, bright black, shiny shoes. And he basically was very formal and almost to the point in where an American community, you would say he was grilling me. He's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, this is the only kind of books we produce and da, 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 da. And, you know, is she even a Christian? And she's sitting right there, you know, and I'm like, oh. yeah, she is. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, except that the Holy Spirit just completely God's presence came in the room. And he said, can I tell you a story? And I said, yeah. And he said, and this is all through translation. And he said, when I was a young man, and this guy had to have been in his 60s, almost pushing 70, I would guess. He said, when I was in college, I went to the tribal villages in Southern Taiwan. And he said, I watched a girl being sold right in front of me. Mm. He said, Mm. I watched the liquor and I watched the money being exchanged. And he said, and there was nothing I could do about it. And tears just started Mm. flowing from this guy. And we're all crying by this time. Wow. And then Sherry says, can I tell you my story? And so she proceeded to tell her story and we're all crying all over again, you know? Mm. And then he looks at me and he says, I'll make you a deal. You can either choose this option or this option. And at this point I was completely floored because in the Asian community, when you do business, cause I've done some business there, you know, it's all about relationships and you have three or four business meetings before you even talk deals or signing a contract or anything like that. And so I was completely floored. So I'm like, uh, let me pray about it. (laughs) And so then afterwards he said, I'd like to take you back to our prayer room. And it was like a international house of prayer type thing where we walked in and there's a map of the whole world Mm. and there's grid lines for every two hours. They pray for these certain grid lines of the world. And when we walked in, there was women there and they were praying for the United States. And then I looked at the map more closely and they were praying for the Western U S and I look at the map and there's a star of Los Angeles on there. Wow. And we were like, they were praying for us. Like, and the presence of the Lord was so, thick in that place 
that none of us could stand. I mean, we, you know, when people pray over people and they fall over and stuff, like I'm the last girl standing, you know, but I just <laughs> completely fell over and we were just in the presence really thick. Wow. And then the ladies went back and they go, wait, wait, wait. Cause I showed them my business card, which is square tree publishing. And it has a picture of a tree with golden leaves on it. And they came back and they said, Oh, by the way, we also pray for the 12 tribes of Judah. And today what we're praying for is the tribe of Asher. And then she shows me this pamphlet and the picture of Asher is of a tree. Oh, wow. Wow. So we were just, and then later the president confided in us that he had stage four cancer and that Sherry's area of her tribal villages had prayed and fasted for him for three months and oh he gosh. completely got healed of stage four cancer. And it wasn't until I got back to the States that I did the math in my head and I thought about it. And it was like the enemy was taking him out four years earlier, right when I met Sherry Ho. Oh my gosh. Like the timing was just exactly the same. Well, I mean, it, it speaks to me of how important her story is to tell. Yeah, which you've told. And then also how important it was, uh, you know, and to have the right publisher to tell it who would actually kind of persevere through this and see it and walk the spiritual journey. I think there's so many things in the marketplace that are a spiritual journey that people try and do in a natural way and get hurt and killed and bankrupt and all kinds of things because they just don't see the God thread that it's going to take to bring about the result. But when you guys released this book, what was the result of it? The result was that uh, I decided that it wasn't just going to be a book release, that we were going to do an event out of it. So we nice. did a human trafficking event at Cal State Fullerton. There was about 350 people that showed up and we did it with all of an art and performance based. Wow. So it was it was uh, dancers and uh, spoken word and painting to spoken to spoken word and all sorts of is it was done very creatively. I come from an education background and sometimes it can be so heady and so a lot of words. And so I wanted to really put the arts in there. Wow. And so we launched it a couple of years ago. And I was actually at a worship event at Expression 58 um one night and I felt I know like that the, church. I know that one. It's a really good one. <laughs> um the Lord had told me he said a book for a nation. He said that this book is going to shift the nation of Taiwan, that they no longer treat their girls in indentured servitude, and that it creates a tsunami onto the shores of all the nations around it. Wow. wow so we're still beautiful. believing for that. You know, that fulfillment hasn't yet come. We're still in the process of fundraising to get the money to translate it into Mandarin. But I know that it is coming because of how much the Holy Spirit showed up in that meeting out of nowhere. Um, I just know it's God. So, yeah, That's so absolutely. good. Sherry, you're an entrepreneur, and um, how is it in your family uh, living with an entrepreneur? How 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 do you reconcile this uh, as you move forward? I'm still really learning that, to be honest. That's, that's. Uh, I wish, actually, I keep praying that somebody would come to me with a book on, you know, entrepreneurial spouses, like mm. how to deal with entrepreneurials <laughs> with spouses, because it can be really tough because they're bringing in the bread and butter and you're trying to make it. And, 
you know, there's a part of them that says, go out and find a job. And you're like, but I really want to, I really want to do this. I feel like God's calling me, you know, before the money comes in and it's, it can be really challenging. And I don't know that I've completely figured it out. I know I have an amazing husband who's a fireman and has really supported me and hung in there through all my crazy, wacky adventures and seven companies. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh, seven yeah. companies. I know Lauren and I have been married for three, going on 33 years and, and her dad Ooh. was an entrepreneur. Ooh. And so as, you know, as I, we built our business, you know, she came from the same framework she'd heard in her family growing up, kind of some of the same struggles. So it made it a little bit easier, but it isn't, it isn't an easy thing to, when, when the rubber meets the road, when the fear comes, when, uh, how are you going to make bills and payroll happens? It's, it's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I think uh, you guys, between the two of you can probably write that book. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, I know it's, it's interesting when God gives someone a vision and they move forward and, and there's all those hurdles and, and you have the endurance and the grace for it, but the people you're connected to, whether it's your spouse, your children, you know, it could be inside of a, a business you already have. It could be that you want to entrepreneur in a new area that takes some of the cash flow away. It could be in a church. We've seen that happen many times in churches where the pastor or one of the departments wants to do something like make a worship album or something. And all of a sudden it takes some of the flow. It takes so much faith in those relationships to walk it out right and so many healthy boundaries. So I, I like that we brought that up in the context of this just because it is one of those things I think we're learning society-wise how to navigate in Christian, in terms of Christianity, because we should be modeling how that can work. You know, like there's ups and downs, this is hard, but here's how we restore each other. Here's how we love each other. Here's how we honor each other and even submit to each other and these kinds of things. And I'm sure I have to go through that sometimes because we're both entrepreneurial, <laughs> but she's had to take a backseat uh, for a little while to some of the vision I had. And now her vision has emerged into this new season. And I'm happy to take some backseat stuff and also a lot of our resources into her vision. So it's really, it's been really interesting, you know, walking that out together. That's awesome. I yeah, think also I, the kids, cause the kids watch you. Yeah. And so mom's been holding faith for a long time on things that are just now beginning to manifest mm. and they're now seeing it. And that's, that's been such a great joy of my heart as a mom to be able to finally begin to see that fulfillment, not just for me, but that my kids can see how many years it's been and that it is coming to pass and that God is big. Wow. He is big and we, and success comes in many different ways and many different standards. And so a lot of times in the world, it's like, did you make a million dollars yet? Have you made a million dollars? Are you going to make a million dollars? When God's not saying that, you know, God, God might put a vision like this book that you released had to have been super important because of the amount of uh, of spiritual warfare you went through getting yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not done yet, so <laughs> it's still more to come. <laughs> yeah, you have an option to movie rights yet, have you? <laughs> really? That's, not yet, but I've, I've been declaring. I have been declaring, so. Well, um, I want to kind of go back into how did you become a publisher? In this work, because it's it's I think publishing itself is a, a whole role of faith to have right now because obviously people are still reading books in a major way. Obviously, it's not completely dead, but there's the rumor is publishing's dead, but the reality is it's not. So, how did you become yeah. a publisher, and how did God lead you this way? 
I I went through my own wilderness season for 14 years. I always say God invited me in the wilderness and mm. it was a long I would have said no. I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this that's a whole no, story. It's an invitation, <laughs> yeah. 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 And he said, write the book, write the book, write the book. You have a portal to show up for and if you don't write the book, you're going to miss it. And I said, portal, I have no idea what that is, but I don't want to miss it. So I worked like 10, 12 hour days and then three and a half months wrote the wilderness book when I was like halfway through the wilderness. Wow. And then I wrote the book and I went to a conference of a very well-known Christian guy, sat on my bed doing my devotion and God said, ask anything you want and I'll give it to you. And I thought, Ooh, it's not every day that God shows up and says, ask, you know, I mean, he does in his Bible and we always quote it, but it's another thing when you, you know, hear his voice asking you for that. And I said, I want a breakthrough anointing. And then I said, and while you're at it, double, double it. Cause I thought, Oh, that's the good Christian girl thing to ask for, you know? And he, without skipping a beat, he said, are you willing to pay the price? And then I shot back at him and I said, well, I thought everything was a free gift of God. Mm. And then it went dead silent. Mm. And then I finished out the conference, came back, was in the shower, and I see the scroll roll down from heaven in my mind's wow. eye or my soul. And the whole contract's blank. And at the bottom line, it's, it has this X for me to sign. He said, will you sign on the dotted line? no matter what. And I said, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, a girl, my word, if I'm, if I sign this, you're going to be able to take it to the bank. And it's like, I, what are you asking me? And at that point in time, my mind went to the worst thing that he could be asking me, which was the life of my child. I said, mm -hmm. what's on this contract? And he wouldn't answer me. And we wrestled for a very long time. And then I ended up signing the contract. It rolled up back up to heaven. And Basically, the way that I could describe it is a Job experience, like all hell broke loose after that. I got sick for three and a half months, five car accidents, asking us to give up the million dollar home, the whole, like everything, every area, everybody in my family got sick, um, you know, in the hospital, like all this stuff hit. And about a few months into this, I felt this demonic thing come through my bathroom window. And he said, I'll make you a deal. If you stop moving forward with square tree, I'll make all this trouble go away. Ooh. And oh, I thought, wow. I was shaking at this point. I'm like, uh, get out. I bind you. Whatever I'm supposed to do, get out. You know. <laughs> so I kicked him out. And about a week later, he came back and he said, I'll make you a second deal. And I said, well, if Eve talked to you and got in trouble, Adam and Eve, I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Get out. But to this day, that's always stuck with me because he never called me out. He never stopped. You, you stop or you do this or you do that. He called out. If you stop moving forward with Square Tree, wow. he called out the name of my company. And I'm like, what do you know about my company that I don't even know about my own company? Wow. And I'm still wow. pondering that to this day of what is that, you know? That's incredible. I think there's probably people who are listening to who yeah. have gone through hell and, you know, mm -hmm. and I love what Christine Kane says, keep going, you know, yeah. when you're, when you're going through yeah. hell, keep going, you'll get up. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's one of those things where it must've brought you some weird comfort. I think a lot of God's comfort is weird where you knew he asked yeah. you for that season. Like he yeah. gave you that scroll and said, will you sign it? It must've brought you something like, 
-hmm. my life is significant. Even this, even you're going to use this for my good. I really did. I really did. I thought that's in a weird way, the enemy encouraged me because I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt where it was coming from. And I knew it already, but then I had this deep knowing that I know where it's coming from. And then it gave me hope even for the company saying, okay, I need to persevere in this company, even through all the struggles, because there's something on the other end of this that I'm not seeing yet. Wow. So good. Wow. I, th- th- being invited into a 14-year wilderness is something I've never heard of. And Sherry, I just love your story. And I love how you persevered through. And sometimes I've heard people when they get attacked at- intensely with spiritual warfare, some people shrink back and other, people's, other people know that this is what God's calling them to do. And that's why they're being attacked so hard. And you sound like one of the latter and I just appreciate you so much being on our podcast today. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for sharing your story. And I just yeah. think, again, a lot of people are going to be relate to, especially the fact that they've had intense warfare or that they've seen something in God where God's required something and your story speaks volumes. So thank you. I agree with Bob. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of that, he brought me full circle, which was really nice. And it was like a big red bow because probably... I don't know, a year ago, six months ago, I see the contract roll back down, but this time it has writing on it and he had signed it. And he said, did you Mm. realize that the day that you signed that contract, I signed it too. And then I saw this hand come down from heaven and it's stamped paid in full. And he said, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm about to repay on everything that I have put on that contract. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Sherry, if people want to get a hold of you as a publisher or they want to get a hold of you to even help support the book being published into Mandarin, how do they get a hold of you? The best way that they can reach us is www.squaretreepublishing.com. And then if they would like to email me in regards to the Sherry Ho story and getting that into Mandarin, they can email me at info, I-N-F-O, at squaretreepublishing.com. Perfect. Thanks so much for being a part of our show today. Thanks again, Sherry. Thanks so much. And up next, questions with Sean and Bob. I love to create resources that really empower you. And I created a book called Breakthrough, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, which is all about God's name of breakthrough biblically in the Bible and how We are in a breakthrough moment, a moment that we need God to bring a sudden change in our lives, in our governments, in our finances, in our health. And this book is perfect for you because you're going to go through about 11 or 12 different areas of prophesying over yourself, praying for your life, and declaring the word over your situation. And it will bring you breakthrough because God always promises to partner to our prayers and declarations that are biblical based. Plus the prophecies themselves came at a deep time of prayer and meditation with God, where he spoke these to me and I wrote them in the book form so that you can wrap your heart and your spirit around it. Along with Breakthrough, we also have Provision, which is the second book in the series, all about prophecies, prayers, and declarations about bringing God as a provider into your life. For every destiny, there's a resource and a provision from heaven for you right now. Well, we have a special on these books. There's a bundle at only our website, www.bowlsministries.com. 
just for you. I want to encourage you to get Breakthrough and Provision now. It's going to help you to rein in 2021 and live in 2021 and the way that you want to. I'm going to encourage you to get this bundle for you or the people you love especially if you need well-crafted, constructed prayers that help bring spiritual intelligence about how to use the Word of God and the prophetic words you're getting right now. We have <laughs> Leah who's asking the next question. Yeah, hey, Sean. Lee from Australia. Just checking um, the steps to take when you sense the leading from the Lord to um, take a step of faith and reach out to an organization in order to pilot something that you have in a social justice area. And if you've already stepped out and sent the emails and had a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting, like when would be an appropriate time to follow up um, without sounding so pushy? Okay, Leah, since you asked directly to me, I'll let Bob answer too, but I'm going to answer first, which is I think that, you know, when you're trying to partner to a social justice org or a humanitarian org or missions, um, it is hard because they already have their whole working agenda going and they are looking for opportunities to expand that and to partner to others. But usually if it's like, if you're in startup mode or if you're not in unrecognized from their environment mode, um, it takes a different finesse than if you already have uh, some sort of product or mission or something that's been recognized already by the group around you. So if you don't have that, I would just say, you know, um, after you presented, uh, ask them who's a good person on the team to follow up with. And when a good time to follow up with in the next couple of weeks. And if they don't know, if they're like, we don't know, we need some time to figure it out. Then I would uh, contact everyone you have emails for in the org because the, <laughs> exactly. the tenacious one gets the worm. You know, it's like uh, you just, hey, here's what we're doing. And I would also maybe appeal to them and say, you know, uh, just as a, a fellow person in this space, I know that, you know, you have this history. I want to just honor your history. What would you do if you had a project like mine? How would you present it or shape it? Like, like include them in your process, or you could including the urgency of like, I really feel like some, you know, we're, we're trying to problem solve in this area. Do you have any help uh, or thoughts or ideas on this? Not to sound needy, but to sound like inclusive. But, and again, it's kind of like the persistent one gets the worm. Also the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So being a little bit of a squeaky oil without presenting a huge problem that you're not putting your burden on them, but you're just including them in maybe a problem in the area of the project that you have. And we've, we've did that one time and, um, in another country where we were work, trying to work towards a project of um, getting some documentation changed for a certain people group. And um, there was a group that could do it, but they were very non-charismatic. They didn't believe in working with groups like us. And so we we ended up just saying, if you were going to work on this, how would you do it? Because we have a real problem right now. We're trying to save this many people and we just need to save them. And just because we asked them that way and humbled ourselves and we're like, how would you do it? Then the, the co-founder was like, you know what, here's how we would do it. You know what? We have resources. We have someone you could meet. We have this, and pretty soon they were in the project with us, regardless, because they they heard the hard interest behind it. They we became real people, not just another project or not just another thrust. So the other thing is, if you don't get to do it with them, don't worry. There's plenty of room for everybody uh, at every issue of the table of every issue right now. Sean, that's so good. I would have said the two exact same things. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Keep calling. Yeah. recognize that there's lots of people who are vying for their dollars. And I love asking questions. Help me to understand. Could you help me to understand how would we do this, Sean? That was, that was a great answer. I like the way you just said that better though. <laughs> well, thanks for asking your questions to Bob and Sean. I think we need a theme song for this part of the show, Bob. I don't think we, you could oh. sing it. No, you got to sing it. Come on. 
with my, yeah, okay, I'll, we'll use this voice and sing. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Exploring the Marketplace. And please visit our website, bullsministries.com, and be part of the conversation. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.